Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. Today we're continuing our conversation about bullying. I'm John Fuller along with Danny Huerta. And Danny, how often do you think parents of a bully know their child is acting out like that? I mean, do... I don't think often, John. Really? Sometimes I really do think parents lack awareness of it. And in working in the school system, I, I saw that. In, in some cases, one or both of the parents struggle with that more, struggle with bullying behaviors in their adult world. Uh, I even saw that as, as a basketball coach. You could pinpoint the kid that our players had a difficult time with and then notice his or her parents in in the crowd, and I coached both boys and girls, and it was the same thing. You could find those those parents, and then a lot of the story made sense of how that child treated other children. But there are some parents that are wonderful parents, and their child ends up with a sense of power that they've grabbed onto, and sometimes those are parents that are super disengaged. They're mm-hmm. very permissive. They've allowed a child to have tons of control, and they don't, they're not very aware of what their child is doing. And sometimes it's just a matter of bringing that up to them and saying, did you know hmm. that your child is doing this? And when it's brought to their awareness, in that case, parents do become very concerned and want to do something about it. And I've had some of those come into my counseling yeah. office. They yeah. go, I, I didn't know my child was hurting other kids. What can we do about this? And, and we have to, to dig into that whole family system and begin to talk about the dynamics there. And well, we, we do as parents, we have that not my child syndrome yeah, yeah. as well. They're, they're too, he or she is too sweet to do that. Well, listen, uh, uh, lean in and hear from Jonathan McKee now. He has great advice, uh, some of the warning signs, some of the things to look for about bullying. Um, and here is Jonathan talking with Jim Daly. Well, let's turn our attitude from the bullied to the bullies. Um, mm. you, you know, oftentimes they're dealing with their own issues. That kind of creates the yeah. bully, the mentality. I don't know what a general home life would be like that a bully is created. There's probably a confluence of things that occur in this person's sure. life. But what does a bully look like? And what are some of those signs that parents, we need to you know, pay attention to to identify that our kid might be the bully. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that's one of those things where we need to possibly look. And, of course, most of us as parents are going to say, well, not my kid. My well, kid it's never our do, kid. Yeah, yeah. Right. My kid wouldn't do that. But we could start looking for some of these signs. And sometimes the signs are a little different between girls and guys. Girls tend to get a little more into the drama and the social power plays um, where they'll ostracize someone from their group. You know, we aren't talking with Jenny anymore, you know, or whatever that is. Um, you know, you know, hey, oh, there's Brianna. Pretend you don't know her, you know. And there's some of those kind of where guys tend to be a little more physical, slapping the back of the neck, you know, the that bigger kind of guys stuff. picking yeah, on yeah, yeah, exactly. Guys. It's a size thing very often. Um, but I mean, th- those are just kind of rules of thumb. It, it happens. There's plenty of girls who get physical and plenty of guys who play those same kind of games. But we as parents, one of the things we need to kind of look for some of those signs. One of the big signs is low self-esteem in our kids, because if our kids themselves don't feel good about themselves, what they want to do is they want to raise themselves up mm-hmm. and make themselves feel better by making fun of others. So sometimes it comes out if you start to see this self-centeredness, along with another huge sign would be lack of empathy. 
And we keep using the word empathy. We used it yesterday on the show several different times because empathy is the you know, ability to step in someone else's shoes and identify with them and identify with their hurt. And sadly, we're living in a world where um, because of the inundation of entertainment media that doesn't show a lot of empathy, that's kind of quick to ridicule, even a lot of gaming situations, we're kind of losing our empathy for those social media where we're staring at screens instead of even looking at facial expressions and, and what are they thinking? What are, you know, we're just kind of what's right there on the screen. So there's a growing lack of empathy already in our culture, but if we start to see out of our kid these behaviors where maybe we even see these angry outbursts, them taking it out on other people, um, even as our kids are playing, if we see them constantly controlling, no, you do this, you do this. And if we see some of that narcissistic behavior, sometimes if you add up all those different signs, it might mean that, hey, we should maybe step in and talk with our kids about empathy. Start you, you know, sharing some of these stories as we read it in the paper. If we read a story in this book, hey, let me read this story you know, what do you, and start helping our kids and start modeling empathy um, so that we can Mm. start talking about what it's like to step in another kid's shoes. Mm. Well, we have some great resources for you to have those conversations. Just stop by focusonthefamily.com slash broadcast, where you're going to find Jonathan's book, The Bullying Breakthrough. Uh, Jonathan McKee is our guest today, and we'll have some other resources there as well, so you can really get equipped in knowing what's going on with regard to bullying. Hmm. Jonathan, in your book, and I hope I'm not sharing anything I shouldn't, but you mentioned your daughters. One of your daughters looked back at her early years and admitted that she was the mean one. And I think her description is really where I want to spend a couple of minutes here because she said, honestly, once I got with the popular kids and I was in, it was normal to laugh at those who weren't. Hmm. That to me is one of the biggest issues is if you fall into the group of the popular kids there's kind of group think that begins to occur and they move in a herd, if I can use that term, to where you laugh at the same things, you ridicule the same things because you want to maintain your status as being in. Is that a fair description, A? And then B, again, how does a parent talk to their kids about being with the most popular kids isn't necessarily the goal for you as a Christian. Yeah. What you have to look at is this. Fill yeah. in those blanks. Well, Right now, our culture is pushing so much towards, you know, status and popularity. Um, We're seeing a cultural shift in this in our Instagram culture where, you know, hey, look at me. Uh, You know, I hope I'm liked in this post. We're starting to see fame as a value. There was a recent study where they asked kids, what's your number one value? And fame literally just got up to number one, where it used to be down like number 14 or 17. It's now number one. And I'd say fame at all costs, even if it's negative fame. Even if it means, you know, at the expense of others. And so for a kid who's finally got people liking them, accepting them, looking up to them. That's really tough to say, no, you shouldn't be there. You know, I mean, so so this is a huge temptation. And if it means at the expense of others, I mean, that's where obviously it becomes a problem if it means I have to laugh at others. So again, here's where we as parents can not only model this, but raise awareness about this. That's why I like to tell these stories. When I do school assemblies, I constantly am telling stories. Uh, The novel I wrote about this, about what it's like to be a bystander. I want to raise awareness so that young people step outside of their shoes, 
hear these stories of what it's like to be because I'm pretty sure that the guy I, you know, had a conversation with and interviewed for this book who, you know, was the big football player guy who was overweight and all his buddies would make fun of his belly in a good way. I think if a lot of them really knew what was going on in his head, I think some of those guys wouldn't have wanted to do that. You know, I can really resonate with what Jonathan is saying because uh, it's easy to use humor as a weapon either uh, intentionally or unintentionally, you just cross a line. And I think the key is for our kids to understand what those lines are and what bullying really is and why it's unacceptable. Um, Danny, what do you do when you realize your child, okay, my child is a bully, now what? Yeah, that's, uh, you have to take a, a, a pause and accept that. That that is that that is the case. And, I'm going to feel badly because I must have done something here, right? And most of those kids, most of the kids that are bullying, are very self-conscious and insecure, and that's the first place to go. Hmm. What are you afraid of? Not, not not having enough control, not looking cool enough, not having enough, enough power, because somewhere along the line they've learned that treating kids this way helps them out in some way or another. Yeah. And that's a great question to ask them. Why do you think you treat others this way? What What is it that you're wanting from them? What, what if they can't articulate that or they can't even understand why this is an issue? I was just having fun. And, and they will say that. They'll hmm. say, it was just in fun. I was just joking around. It was just, I was just trying to be funny. It's not a big deal. What is a big deal? And you want to help them understand that. Would you want to be the one receiving the words you just gave them? Would you want to be the other kid? Would that feel good to you? Hmm. And, and most likely say, no, but I know they're, ju- they're just joking with me. No, in the, in the moment, it feels very, very uncomfortable. And what you want to do as a parent is, is not go into an argument with them. Help them understand the feelings that are involved in this moment, this whole situation that you're talking about, and then direct them towards something different. If you want to be funny, there are other ways to be funny. I don't want to stop that. I totally understand that your personality is one where you want to be funny. And, and I do want you to continue to do that, but not at the expense of someone else. Hmm. And, and not even at the expense of yourself. Just have fun with people connecting, not out of trying to gain their approval in some way or another or gain power and control. If you go there, You've gotten out off the rails, mm. and let's, let's bring you back in where you learn how to love others. And that conversation may not go perfectly. Just realize that because there's, there are a lot of emotions and other things going yeah. on here. This may be one where you have to go see a counselor and, and really peel the onion layers off to, to figure out what has driven this type of behavior in your child. Uh, it may be beyond just one simple conversation between parents and children. Mm. Well, certainly uh, beyond seeing a counselor, uh, an easy first step is to call and talk to one of our counselors just on the phone. Um, And uh, even easier than that is make a donation to Focus today of any amount, and we'll send Jonathan McKee's book to you so you can start reading on this a little bit further. And uh, we'll send that book as a thank you gift when you make a contribution of any amount to the work of Focus on the Family. Uh, Just check the show notes for the links. On behalf of Danny Huerta and the team, thanks for listening today to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.